This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! We're back with more of the Score Overnight Special, remembering Les Grobstein. Here's another classic Grobber moment on the Score. This is interesting. I, of all the com- I knew you were. You hate chocolate. I, I don't hate that. it. I love it. It, it just doesn't love me. All oh, right, and you hate alcohol, and and like these are like like Les does not drink, never has, never will. Right? Don't smoke either. Don't smoke. Right. What do you do? So, and now you throw That this leaves p- only one other kind of uh, device, really, right? Ooh, so you do, you, you do okay. drugs. Yeah, cocaine. Never mind, we're not going to go there. Okay, this we're not going to talk about your cocaine show. habit, right? <laughs> I know it's at this hour, but this is a very, We'll very talk about your show. cocaine habit another time. Danny, <laughs> my bad. Like I said, I don't do drugs. No, no, of oh, course, sorry. No. I stopped listening for like 45 seconds. <laughs> Look at it this way, Danny. Well, we're not, taking up. We you still have a down. lot of time to go here, so we're we're basically taking off some yeah. of that time. Well, wait, 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 but, but hold on no, a second. What, was, what did was... we leave out if we did if we if we left out if drugs is not it? What is it that we left out? <laughs> uh, drugs, uh, alcohol. But, th- oh. but those are not your vices, right? So what? What is? You have a vice. What causes you to be uh, conceived? Your vice is oh. is sex. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. Uh, that'll never not make me laugh. Oh, my life. Okay. <laughs> oh man, like that. You know what that is? That's a that's a classic spit take setup right there. When you get to it, and Danny and I are kind of meandering about it and we're both looking at each other like is this going where we think it's going here like what's happening like okay no drugs certainly not the cocaine doesn't drink and then (laughs) what is it when you're conceived spit take (laughs) is he saying what we think he is saying yes Les Grobstein admitted to being a sex addict hey that good and who knows how he actually meant that like bananas I love them Right, right. Bananas. He was equipped too, to be a sex addict. But I don't even know if he. See, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means in terms of that. Like, is it the, the careless form of addiction that was? Oh man, I'm addicted to chocolate chip cookies. Like that we all say. Or is it the actual addiction? You know, it's like I. I don't know. I never. I should have done the follow-up, should have had the clarification with Grobber on that, but I didn't get it. But that's that's the beautiful thing, man. You, you, we, we relive these moments, and then we riff off of them, and we try We get a little something different out of them every single time. And I, that's why I love doing this show, and that's why I always like to talk about Les Grobstein if people will, will indulge me. And one person that I know that I have always talked to about with Les Grobstein, he also has a similar appreciation of Les Grobstein that his his we're about the same age and this guy our next guest Mark Carmen of CHGO listened to him as a youth got to be in the business with him and has a similar appreciation for Les Grobstein as well and the Carm joins us right now on 670 the score what is going on Carm Marco this is a sincere pleasure to uh, celebrate Les tonight and Listening to that piece, I don't think even when he led you right to sex that I would have gotten it. 
<laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Man, it was like the buildup. I wish, I don't know if, maybe there is video of Parkinson's now. I have no idea if we had the old Twitch stream going that night. But we got to this point where we were suddenly in the wilderness. Like we had exhausted all the other possibilities. What direction are we going here? And then the, the clue, what is it when you are conceived? <laughs> Sex. <laughs> Well, it was it's such a vintage Parko way because he's like, I, first of all, he admits to not listening. Then he like nobody likes being detective more than that dude. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's sex. You you ask. He, uh, well, I mean, I feel like we could talk at least. I mean, everything's got to be on the table at this point. But he he last once told me, you know, like. He had been uh, married and divorced, uh, I think, three times. He told me before he met Kathy, mm-hmm. and uh, and I said, I'm like, I, I said it kind of like in like some level of, uh, you know, disgust. Like you you've been married three and and, and, and divorced three times. Like, but I got three to say yes. <laughs> this guy is a competitor. He's a competitor about anything. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Les Grobstein getting married and divorced three times. Surprising, not surprising. You're right. Well, yes, exactly. Exactly. But, like, again, you know, you know it's just, uh, and the way uh, he spoke about Kathy for, I don't know, it was 20 years more was. It, it was it was beautiful, but uh, and that's not what I'm here for, Marco. You want you want to talk about the move? Oh yeah. So I was right about that because I, I you've told me the story before, but then I, it kind of like goes away, and so I need you to set it all up for us, man. Give us when, the where, the hows, and the whys of you, Mark Carmen, helping Les Grobstein. So I'm I'm gonna give you the full genesis of this move. Oh good. Which. Okay, so <laughs> I figure we have a second, perhaps. I'm literally uh, sitting back right now. Go ahead. Yeah, so 1998, the Bulls are in their final run, right? And I'm just starting out, and I was also and, – and there was a show, which, of course, you remember, Marco, because it was the first time I think you filled down the score, was with the coach and the kid, yeah. which before that was the naked truth about sports on good old 92.7 The Bear. And somehow, you know, we had credentials for the last year of of Jordan, which was incredible for a kid coming out of college and getting, you know, who worshipped Jordan. And everybody would, you know, cover the Bulls then. So me and Seth Marks were both, like, just felt like completely we didn't belong at these events. Okay, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> at, at all. I know. We're, we're sitting at dinner one night with Les, Bruce Levine, David Schuster. I don't know who else was at the table. George Austin, like literally in our oh, yeah. mind, this this was like the biggest table of royalty you could right. ever be at. Like, like we we had we had made it. We were eating dinner with these dudes, and so and I had this like old huge tape recorder thing. And 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 we're we're literally sitting there like I can't believe I he's and he's like I can't believe it either. He's like we got to record it. We got to record it. So and I'm like we can't record dinner with these guys. But but I couldn't like stop myself. So I like put the recorder underneath my chair and just and 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 started recording it because you know not that we were ever going to use it other than just to yeah. listen back just to prove right. we were there. Right. But, listen to what Bruce Levine said, man. <laughs> We were trying to like get some dirt. We were just like, this is never going to happen again. Right. We have to have this. Uh. <laughs> and so, and so, Les, being the detective that he is, he sees me recording and he gets really, you know, irate oh. basically. Oh, okay. And, and he, and so, and I was, and I had like this weird microphone that was plugged in the recorder, and he sees it. He's like, you'd get better reception if you unplug the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and so like I, it was it was a terrible it was terrible right like I spent the rest oh. of the night like going around like Les trust me when we were trying to get any dirt and we just like you have to understand you're our hero I don't believe you KMA get away exactly he was he was like it was totally it was the it was like the the worst thing you could have ever done 
But so then, you know, six months later, I'm trying to make my way at the score uh, as a fill-in producer. And the first thing you do in that role is, you know, you're you're going to shift and do the overnights. And it was, it was me and, and Lawrence Holmes were like the main two people splitting producing the Grobber. And so I'm trying to do anything I can to ingratiate myself to less, ingratiate myself to the score, whatever. <laughs> and so he just asked me like one, like after one shift, he's like, "Mark, what are you doing this weekend?" I'm like, "I don't know. I bless. I don't really have any plans." Great. You can help me move. <laughs> I love how he puts it. Good. Then you can help me. It's like, then it's then it's settled. <laughs> exactly. Like what did you do? I don't help my friends move. Right. I barely know you. What are you like that's the worst thing that I could ever consider doing. <laughs> you, oh my god. You, you you have to be kidding, but I'm like well, I guess I'm helping the grabber move because this is what it takes to get in the business. That's right, man. <laughs> Cheap labor for grabber. That'll get you somewhere. Unbelievable. Right. <laughs> so we we I get there, and he's living in Elk Grove Village. And, I mean, Marco, it he had every – and I and I'm sure you believe this. He had every media guide program. Sure. Any, any trinket from any year was just like <laughs> – strewn about in his in his house and then we also then he's like okay now we got to go to my storage facility and we go we go to this storage facility where he's got everything else piled to the top and he's like <laughs> i'm like looking at this in utter horror like this is just me and you there's no way we're gonna finish this tonight like or ever and i don't know what what are we doing <laughs> but just throw this stuff out please yeah and, <laughs> and he he's like looking he's like sorting through the stuff and he's like here you go you can have this and he's like, in northwestern ohio state program from 1978 i don't need this one i got i got duplicates <laughs> thanks i appreciate it That's i love awesome. the cat here you go kid that, that'll satiate you for payment won't it <laughs> so, so i said i'm like i'm like less we're going to need to get some help here. Me and you can't do this. Do you have anyone? Yes. I, let me let me call some of my friends, or at least one of them. And so I got my good buddy who uh, – I got my good buddy from from, from Iowa, uh, and, you know, who also just graduated college and needed money. He joined in. Dave Rogers joined the crew. And we spent all day Saturday and I think part of Sunday. It was a three-day move getting him set up. In his in his new condo, and he had like bookshelves that were like stacking all the media guides on there. And I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. Throw these out. And he's like looking at his, it's getting stacked. He's like, this this is gonna look great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, it isn't. But this is but great. No, Good for not. you. All right, let's but be done. to him, to him, it does. It looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, this is gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, and and so the thing ends, I'm like, uh, he's, you know, let me, and at the end, like, I was worried he wasn't going to, like, I thought he'd give us, like, you know, 20 bucks each, but he, the grabber in his first class way, he, he, he paid us both, like, more than it would have cost a normal mover, and he took us to dinner, so we went to, we went to Lou Malnati's, and he's like, do you, do you guys, anything you want, and I'm like, what, what are, like, let's get the pizza left, let's do it. He's like, all right, can we get low-fat cheese? And I looked at him like cross-eyed, like, what are you, nuts? <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, trust me, you won't know the difference. I'm like, all right, let's, let's go. <laughs> let's go, low-fat cheese, Lou Mal, Sunday night, post-move. Oh, and, uh, that sounds awful, but go on. <laughs> but but, it, but it, it, he was right. I didn't really notice the difference. Really? And that was, and that was our dinner. And he handed us up, oh, I think, he, you know, whatever it was. And uh, he's like, are you guys happy? Like, yeah, that's where we're happy. He's like, okay, good. I, wanna, I just want to make sure that, you know, you guys feel like this was fair, and I, which was like first-class grabber. Yeah. So all, all's well that ended well, um, and it was three days. <laughs> <laughs> so you helped him move for three days, and unless I missed it, you just got a pizza out of it? Is that accurate? <laughs> no, he he kicked out cash. I think he gave us oh, okay. at least. I think he gave us at least. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but it was. I was. I was pleased. I think it was two or three hundred bucks he gave us each. I'm like, oh wow, us, okay. You gave us like six hundred bucks. Like you could have called like the actual movers. They would have done this in like. I don't trust them. I don't trust them touching my stuff. 
I trust Carmen and Rogers who are completely incapable of how do we box this? You have tape? <laughs> oh, man. I never really thought of I really, man, there are so many things that, like, if there's a heaven and we go to that heaven, I want to just see God's videos. Like, can can I can I rewatch? Can I can I see this moment with you and Grober and who's the other guy, Stebbins or whatever? I want to see you three guys. Like, I want to see that video of that happening. And there's so many Grober stories like that that you I don't wanna... trust them as far as I could breathe. I'm lucky to have witnessed many of the of the Grober things, but there's so many things that I have not gotten to be a part of with Grober. I, I think in the middle of that move, or it might have been something else, I was, I was riding in his car with him, and uh, we were talking, and, but he had the score on, and I, I, I think it was the it was a heavy fuel crew, and like he's like, Shh, I want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> They're about to mention me. They, they better. <laughs> he was he was he was he was taking notes. The robbery was, he yeah. was he, he, he had that lean forward. Riding in a car with Les was an absolute treat and terrifying. It was oh, just like you would think it would be. Like Les's car is just like you think it'd be. There there are uh, there's a lot of paper. There is there's programs. There's a, you know there's the customary. There's some you know fast food you know, half emptied Burger King thing. It's not it's not horrible. It's just what you would expect. Yep, yep. Uh, I, mean, I think I heard Schuster call it a, a, a file cabinet on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> a poorly kept file cabinet, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and you'd, just, you'd see him come out of whatever game, and he'd have that Morantz like, tape recorder <laughs> oh, yeah, around man. it. And he, and he had, the, and he had the, the sort of weird Phil Jackson bad hip shuffle that he'd have going on, going to the car, and he'd get in there and, like, Beat off like I'm going up to I'm going, I'm, I'm going to Dayton for the Flyers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Look, you're, that game is in 30 minutes and it's an eight-hour drive. I'm gonna make it by halftime. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and sure enough, there's his little microphone poking around everybody else in the post-game locker room, and I'll be damned if I'm not hearing his actualities right now. Yes. Yeah. The grabber was magic. Oh, he really was. Um, we all we missed him, man. Les was yes. That that era um, will never be duplicated. Him, Red Motlow. I'll throw that oh, name in yeah. there. Just, yeah, just, just dudes that were walking down those. I mean, like I, I literally would look at them like that's Michael Jordan. He's <laughs> he's been to so many games. He gets to be in the bowels of arenas. He's talked to so many athletes. Yeah. I want to be you. Right. Get a little bit. Just get a little whiff. Just a little whiff of that <laughs> is what is what he's look is what you're looking for. Um, that is so well, true. When when did you first bond with Les Marco? Hmm. If I may. Well, I'm trying to think of. I think it was when I. Well, as I told, as I said earlier, like I always loved listening to Les because, in some ways, he spoke my language. Like I loved like the '80s Cubs. Um, I loved the yep. Paul basketball. Like those were two huge passions of mine. And so Les spoke to me in that way. Like I liked that minutia, or like when he would talk about those classic, you know, Steve Onaveris type of names, Ivan De Jesus and. All those kind of guys. So I give that I, I give that as the background to when I was working at the school, when I first started doing it, when I was working downstate, coming up like every other weekend to do like a noon to six Sunday update shift. Um, you know, I would drive three hours to do that. And I would uh, oftentimes on a Saturday, Grobstein and I would cross over. Like I would do an update and then Les would be the next host in. And Les, when he started his show, before he started his show, would always just mess with the update guy, just like all his silly drops he would throw in there, like just yep. a, like, like just a barrage, you know? And I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? Um, <laughs> and and like, and he's like, ah, don't worry about it. I do it to everybody. But then I, I was talking to him like during I, – I, 
I felt like I knew him, by the way, first of all, like yeah. just from listening to him. So I felt very comfortable around him, and I felt like I knew him. And so a lot of times there's danger in that because most of us are sometimes not who you expect us to be. But Les was, like, I was right. I, I was right. Like, I just, we, I, we immediately bonded because we, we spoke, we talked to Paul and Cubs, and it just kind of blossomed from there. And then, and then our second go around, like when we both were hired, well, he, he was hired to do overnights. I started back full time at the score after my days at BBM in 2010, um, part of the, the Mully and Hanley show. And I was doing the updates for those guys. And uh, I, Les would do his overnight show. And I would come in and I would just grab a mic with less like at four in the morning and we just start talking and it was just like the chemistry that we had was unbelievable because yeah i knew how to get to him but i also knew how to have like fun conversations with him and stuff that we we bonded over and it was just like a, a great radio marriage that less and i had in a very unique kind of underground way you know what i mean uh, I, I do, and in my sleep schedule at that point, I just remember I was I was addicted to 440 with the two of you. Because <laughs> it truly <laughs> did. You could expect it to go to zigzag, digress, maybe even get a little bit bad at times. <laughs> and then it was like, and then we would topple it in the end. You know? Yes, because you'd poke at the bear. Because like, how could you not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how could you not? Exactly. I mean, there it was it was too easy at times and it nah, I thought it made for some pretty good radio too at times. It was it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh I miss it, Marco, I do. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's I think you know the other stuff like about less that uh I mean people obviously know, but you know, just like integrity dude in his own integrity grabber way and like just and had, a, had a huge heart and the, the same bonding that that uh you had i sort of had a, i guess it's just good to hear you kind of underline it because i would try to prove it because he knew everything and the only thing i could keep up with him on was listen you want to talk anything about the jordan era yeah, i will yep. I, I will be right there with you in yep. fact i think i know more than you because i am that sick with it <laughs> I know. And so and so he would we would he like I think I earned his respect that way because I'm like no that you know because I could I could hang in there with him, but you also just maybe think of like just producing his show at like three in the morning and you're you're sitting there and and you can't wait for it to be five o'clock so you could go home. And then all of a sudden at 3 a.m. he gets some call gets triggered. He's like, no, there's no way that happened because. Fenwick was in the Red West in 1954, <laughs> not the Red Central. So there's, they couldn't have played. And I'm like, I'm like sitting there, like looking at him across the It's like, did you just get in an argument about high school conferences in the 50s? <laughs> That's the essence, right there. Take the snapshot. That's the essence of Grobber score overnight. That that yeah, he'll play the hits. He'll talk about. The Bulls playing uh, Detroit this Thursday in Paris, but then he'll hit you. He'll smack you really tough with 1950s inner Chicago conference talk. Absolutely. Right. Dave Kingman was an ass. No, in 1954, <laughs> Whitney Young didn't exist. Or what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. A lot of people think it did. It, I repeat, it did not exist. But the best part was that the person on the other line was just as serious about the conversation and the topic as Les is. Yep, yep. And the, but the, I, I, the one that I'm remembering, I think Grabber said, "Oh, you're right." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Grabber said, "Oh, you're right." No, no, the other way. Like oh, I know oh. I'm right. Yeah. Don't call back here again without knowing what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. Some things just that insulted his sensibilities, unlike other people. Like they weren't, they were a little bit outside of the box, and he would just, you're like, whoa, damn, Les, man, you hit that guy hard. And I don't know if it was necessary, but, uh, but you got him. You got him, you know? Well, right. It mattered to him. This was, you know, I, I, it he had that. It was so he had his his scorebook that he would carry around, which <laughs> yeah. to, to record every game. And I'm like, 
what are you putting in that thing? Uh, like, are you going basket by basket of this Bulls game? <laughs> like, don't oh you just God. sit? Don't you just sit here and watch the game? I, I, now this is I. It's got three years of games in it. I'm like, oh, oh, oh would you like to? Do, I can go back and. and Okay, okay. I've never seen anybody do this literally for one game, let alone over the years. This is kind of could you amazing imagine, accomplishment. I would love, I would love to look at the Grabber score because you know, you know that he went against the official scorers many times. I don't care what he said; it that was an error. He should have made that play. That's the way it's going down in my book. E four. I don't care what what Bob Rosenberg says. <laughs> Well, and he sat next to Frosty as he sat right next to Harvey Wittenberg. Who <laughs> yeah, that's right. Guy. Official Black Hawk scorer. Yeah. <laughs> him, him and Harvey were buddies. Oh, he, man. Him and Rosie were buddies. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, you mentioned uh, David Schuster and Bruce Levine. Uh, the, like, they loved them. They knew, like, Bruce and David loved him to the core, but they knew the character that was great. Like, the Schuster Grabber relationship was hilarious because they were like a press box act, you know. They they were and and uh, you know at at Soldier Field they sat next to each other. You you have assigned seats and the WGN radio seat is right is right next to it. So that was my Sunday for like three years. The two of them like Schuster being just instantly annoyed the second he saw him on a Sunday, to me just like watching less strategize the food like, <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. like he they like they put out i remember maybe that wasn't at soldier because it wouldn't add up but like I, I remember one time they put out hamburgers and he, and he like late and he took like three of them and he i think he ate the meat and then he but he kept the buns and like put them in his bag oh god like, He's like, he's like, now I've got bread for lunch tomorrow. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Do you need anything less? Can we help you? I'm like, I'm like a loaf of bread is two bucks, but it, but that it wasn't the money. It was like just like gaming the system, you know? Oh yeah, I was just gonna say he likes to beat the system. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Which, beat the system. Listen, they put out burgers. I took three. I'm <laughs> Hey, if they say anything to me, you know they could stuff it up. You know where. <laughs> that was a that, that was a disappointment in the end there that that it had gone sideways with like less than some of the teams as I far know. as that's concerned. Like, come on, man, this is uh, he's last. Let him do whatever he's gonna do. Let him, yeah. Pass. Yeah, lighten up. All right, take the handcuffs off. Let him back into your press box. We, we, we know he's like a bad child. Like, we know he screwed up, but he's really a good kid. Can we just get him back in there? He didn't know what he was doing. Everybody likes him. Come on. Yeah, and by, he was mad about it, too. He's like, I, I'm I'm not going back. The last time I saw him at a game was uh, Northwestern was playing at Wrigley. Um, I forget exactly what whatever whatever event whoever they were playing that day um and it was it was great to see him you know um you know less hang in there and you could you know you could tell that uh he was you know age was starting to catch up just at least yeah. a little bit i will i will <laughs> carmio i gotta go man but i really appreciate you uh getting up um i knew you know you were a last second ad and i kind of like knew i was like you know what Carm's up. I'm like trying to book people I know will be up and wanting to talk. And what, what you're, you were perfect, Mark. You were just perfect. <laughs> Marco, appreciate you getting me. It was a hundred percent my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And, uh, uh, super happy you're doing this. So keep rolling. All right, buddy. Thanks. That's Thanks, uh, Mark Carmen from, yeah, you too, man. That's uh, Mark Carmen from CHGO. I'm Mark Rody. And yes, yes. This is happening right now. This is live. I am Mark Rohde. We are talking about Les Grobstein. And uh, we got a little time right now before the top of the hour when we'll bring in the boss, Mitch Rosen, who was very close with Les and obviously brought him to the score for his second go-around. So we'll get, the, we'll get the history lesson from him. But we got time for you guys to get in right now as well if you want to share a Les memory or just talk sports. 
You know, we've been doing that a little bit tonight, too. 312-644-6767 is the number to call or to text. And uh, we thank you all for listening. I see you guys out there. Appreciate it here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're back with more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Or of the score overnight special, remembering Les Grobstein. Here's another classic Grobber moment on the score. Tim and Joliet, you're on with Les Grobstein. What's your question? Hey, Les, I uh, appreciate your uh, six years of keeping me uh, through the overnight. Thank you, Tim. All right, um, my question is, Is uh, will you go to a Bulls game and uh, not only start the wave, but engage the whole time the wave? Not on your life, not on anybody's <laughs> life here in uh, the uh, Prudential Plaza. I, the I person that in. invented the wave is a moron. <laughs> People that follow that is out of their mind. It's, it's a West Coast thing. It's one of the most stupid, ignoramus <laughs> things ever. The first time I ever saw it, it was at a Blackhawk North Star game at the Met Center. Oh, that's and they no were, place when you're looking at a Dino Cicerelli. It was a, yeah, and, and Dino does suck, by the way. Yes. They, they were doing it all around the Met Center, <laughs> and the people that refused to do it were the Blackhawk fans that were there. Because we don't, we don't do it in Chicago. Well, they just did it last summer at Wrigley. Uh, those were fake fans. Oh, <laughs> every one of them. The um, ones that do it at guaranteed rate field, they're also phony. <laughs> it's just so great. The, hey, all, all of us have it happen where we, we get our our sensibilities are insulted. It happens, and I do believe that when our sensibilities are insulted, there's an involuntary response. There, oh, I mean, immediately you can't help but reacting. There is nobody better at having his sensibilities insulted than Les Grobstein. Like, there's some doozies, you know, like just immediate reaction to things that insults your sensibilities, that knee-jerk. It, it's not even, it's involuntary. We, we all know the feeling. It's just that Les did it way better than anybody else. That is the truth. And he had his laws, man, the laws of Les. And guess what? He wouldn't budge on them. You know, things like replay and stuff like that, like where you actually could see it working. Like he's going he's going down with the boat, you know. He's going to take it all the way. He is as loyal, sports loyal, as anybody that ever walked these streets in Chicago. That is Les Grobstein. As we welcome you back to the Les Grobstein Memorial Show, I am Mark Grody. Going to get to your calls here in a second. 312-644-6767. Molly and Haw, my friends, coming in in a little bit. They will have the pick six at 6 o'clock. Brad Biggs, Biggs time, 7 o'clock, talking Bears and the, the new 
president and CEO Kevin Warren getting introduced today. So Big Z on at 7. Two segments with Dave Wanstead starting at 744. And then at 844 will be Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. That sounds like the type of show that I would like to listen to. So, And, and by the way, BTW, we will be carrying the Kevin Warren press conference live at noon today. And... He's coming on the score after that. It's like coming on like pretty much right after at one o'clock. Kevin Warren will be on the score with Dan Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes. So that is absolutely fantastic. This show has been great too. Um, and for the purposes of going back, you should because I had a great conversation with Scott Grobstein that we shared laughs and almost shared a tear. And it was it had to do with less, but it also had something to do with his son. So it was very cool and very revealing. We talked to Kathy, Les's longtime girlfriend. Great hour with uh, John Greenberg at 1 o'clock um, talking about the bum of the year candidates. And Tony LaRusso, by the way, was running away with it. Uh, just talked to Mark Carmen. You heard the moving story with him. And we're going to talk to Mitch Rosen coming up at uh, 4 o'clock. But now I want to hear from you guys. 312-644-6767. We start with Rich in Old Town. What's going on, Rich? You're on the score. Mark, this is like flashbacks. You know, when I hear your voice, Sean, and uh, it just reminded me of, uh, of two things I wanted to comment about since we've met. Uh, one is the comment is, and I, I, I share the previous callers, having, uh, uh, you know, the overnight kind of disappear, your competitors are terrible. I mean, when you, when, when you look at other radio syndicates that are doing late night, it's nothing like the way you guys do it. So if you're going to talk to your boss in a few minutes, you ought to, uh, you ought to tell him the sentiment is, hey, let's bring it back. Let's get a guy that knows Chicago sports because it's not even close. Well, Rich, he, I, I bet he's listening right now. So your your point yeah. will be taken in whatever way it will be taken. Well, I got a grabber story for you because all right, he and I go way, he and I go way back because we're the same age, and we could commiserate with all the old stories that the young kids really couldn't relate to. So we'd always talk about the seventies and the eighties and the bears and you know the, the former players but here's something that that was wild when i first met les i actually met him i was a corporate guy as we talked for a long time and a sponsor so we had skyboxes in virtually every city i was living here at the time when i first met him and i ran into him this is funny i ran into him at a bear game with customers and we just kind of shot the ball because we have some common friends that are in the business and uh, we were talking, and he goes, what are you doing later? I said, well, I've got a second wave of customers uh, for a Bulls game tonight. <clears throat> he goes, well, I'll be there. And this is like during the Bears game. I said, well, look, uh, I'll put your name on the list. Come up to the box, and you can meet some of our customers. So he did. He shows up, and we have about, I don't know, 14 customers in there. And over the course of the game, he remembered every single customer's name like they were his best friends wow it was unbelievable it was unbelievable and then about maybe five minutes left in the fourth quarter he comes up to me and thanks me for inviting him and says i gotta go i said you gotta go he goes yeah i'm doing the show he went from the bears game <laughs> to the bulls box with me and goes and does the overnight of course he and did i'm thinking yeah and i'm thinking how in the I was tired just watching the game, and he's he's going off to do the radio show, and I'm thinking <laughs> this guy's like he's the Lou Gehrig, Iron Man of sports talk. I, I this guy just blew me away, blew me away. Yeah, to have a guy that committed that committed, and I know there's probably a lot more stories than that, but I got to tell you something. You know, he and I shared a lot of. We both couldn't find our car keys, but we knew every stat you've ever heard of. So talking, <laughs> right. to, him, talking to your father yeah. about, you know, hey, you're 1978. This guy, this guy is a walking encyclopedia, and I at first thought he was making it up. There right. wasn't one thing he's ever, he's ever told me that wasn't right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he, he, had, he had a pretty good hit rate, and, uh, you know, he didn't hit everything, but his hit rate was probably better than a lot of people's, especially when he gets himself. Wanna... Yeah. Yeah, I want to commend you too because 
what kept it going was when you uh, jumped in behind Les and picked that up for a while. And, you know, people were, were, were glad because you didn't really miss a beat. Now you have the syndication going on late at night. And, and I don't, I'm not going to name names, but you could probably figure it out. It's not very well received. And I went around the dial on Odyssey just to see if there's anything close to the overnight score show. And, and you can tell Mitch this, there just isn't. It's a wasteland out there. And getting somebody on at night would be, I think, big ratings. Well, Rich, thank you, man. I appreciate your support of uh, Overnight Radio and the the less story as well. It is all very appreciated, my friend. 312-644-6767 is the number. Uh, we're going to go to, I'm being told, that we're going to Terry in Chicago. Hello, Terry. You're on the score. Hey, Mark. Good evening. It's great to hear your voice. It's great to hear Grower's voice. Um you know, I um, have been a big fan of Grabber, long, long time listener. And you made a really good point uh, a while ago in the show about how difficult it is because people just aren't wired to do this type of a thing five days a week overnight like that. It's really a difficult thing. But he took to it like a duck to water. And I sometimes wonder, were the overnights made for less or was less made for the overnights? Because <laughs> it was a it was a glove in hand type of a thing, oh, and yeah. he seemed to relish it, embrace it, and really revel in it. And a lot of people go through the motions overnight, and they like, this is a perfunctory thing. I got to get through it. He seemed to love it, and people fed off of it. And that is not something that I think is going to be duplicated no matter what happens with the score overnight. I hope it goes away from syndication, but I don't think we're ever going to see the likes of Les Grabstein again. And, man, I am so sad for that, but I love that man. Thanks for the call, man. Um, yeah. I mean, he – yeah, as I always say, I mean, I, he he perfected the overnight radio. I think I think he perfected it. For, and that's such a great point that the call that Terry was making there. Like, it wasn't a thing to him to do overnight radio five days a week like it was no big deal to him it, you know he bragged about the you know where he was going and places he went and how how many hours he did yeah they'd be like oh they got you doing seven hours yeah that's right but, but he took it as a badge of honor no big deal like there was never a time like where you would walk in with less and he's like oh man He's like, that was, you know, I got two more hours and, you know, this is going wrong and that's going wrong. Like, no, like with less, it was just more as for him, as far as he was, whatever he, whatever was put in front of him, he was going to perform and he was going to do it at the same level. He always did it. Whatever level that you think he was, he did it at that level for the entire show, you know, in terms of like his energy and, and everything that goes into it five days a week, you know? rain or shine is unbelievable like so yeah like was he made for overnights or was overnights made for him it's a great question now we go to quarter d quarter d and joliet what's going on quarter d my grody hey what's going on my brother how you doing good brother how are you man i'm blessed i'm blessed brother blessed yeah Got to pay my respects to the late, great Les Scrapstein. Yes. Man, can't believe it's been one year, brother. Sing it. Gone but not forgotten, truly, truly, truly missed. Truth. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, so check it out, uh, Mark. Are you guys still doing the syndicate? I mean, you doing overnight still or what? Yeah, no, we, the score overnight still exists, and I believe that for the most part it is – the, are the best of the score for all the great interviews from the previous day. So it is recorded, but it's, I do believe it's a local version. I think. Yeah. Cause I checked it out like last week and everything. And it was, uh, the one guy, Jr. Uh, he comes on from like seven to like one. And then, uh, Amy Lawrence is like, uh, from one to like five. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, what's going on with the, <laughs> with the six, seven AM score brothers. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a work in progress, you know, and uh, I appreciate that you guys 
how much it meant to you. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who who, you know, thrive on local radio 24 hours a day. I get it. And I appreciate all these calls because that must mean we're doing something right, I guess, huh? Yeah, see, the main thing was Les Cropstein. That was my guy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was my guy. That was my bread and butter. That's my medicine. You know, he worked the same days I did Sunday through Thursdays. You know, uh, midnights, I get off and everything, and Les is there, you know. Yeah, yep, yep. He's like, he's, he was a trusted companion who, like, he he was never like I never really even considered life without less, <laughs> you know. Like he wasn't supposed to be the one, so that's the way I always look at. It. Like it's like just astonishing that he was gone because of what the the machine like work that he did that we all became acquainted with. In a lot of cases, just listening to a lot of the callers tonight, a lot of people needing that. And, you know, just it, it is it can be listening to the radio can be a form of therapy. There's no doubt about it. Let's go to Wayne in oh Wayne in West Lafayette. What's going on, Wayne? How you doing, brother? Hey, good old buddy. How you doing, man? You you're out you're out of football action now. It's always a sad time when that last game hits. And, but you did a great job again this year. And the Grover would be proud of you, like he always would be. I think so. so I'd like to think so, and I appreciate that, Wayne. I, Thank you. I, I know that for sure, old buddy. And then you know the Grover and me go way back, and and uh, that this is where it all started, Grody. Back, back, back when I was delivering those journal career newspapers early in the morning, listening to the Grover call him, he'd he'd get me right on there, boy. He'd be wanting to talk to me about them gut buster pizzas from Garcia's uh, pan pizzas and West Lafayette and all this other stuff. And and uh, I'll tell you what, he he was he was just amazing and uh, one of the, one of the most one of the most classic people you ever want to meet. Absolutely, man. Uh, I mean, and thank you, Wayne. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I mean, less was the goods, and everybody has their own. I, I mean, some of the some of the duels with some of the same callers were just, they. It was like a, oftentimes it was like a fight to the death. But then you get up and you're friends again, and and you live to tell another day. That was a lot. A lot of times that was the vibe of a lot of the callers. One of my favorite moments with Grober in terms of, yeah, you know. I definitely did poke the grabber every once in a while. I did do that for for my entertainment and, quite frankly, for your entertainment. And this was one of my faves, talking about the potential Arlington Heights Stadium and what that might mean for the initials of the Chicago Bears. Mark, how you doing today? I'm doing well, Les. What is all of this Arlington Heights Bears stuff? It sounds like you're you've, you're printing up AH hats already. People keep coming up with, uh, what are they going to call them? And the answer is, they're going to be the Chicago Bears. Period. Let, uh, let me again repeat. You have two teams in New Jersey. Do they call themselves the uh, Meadowlands uh, Giants and Jets or the New Jersey Giants? No, they're the New York Giants. Well, what if New that's York one Jets. of the parts of the deal? What if that, like, what if... It won't be. The only way you can come here is if we put that AH on the the hat. Mark, the NFL will never allow that to happen. Oh, you don't think it's all a marketing thing? Do you think that they're going? What? What? What's on the side of the Bears' helmets? Well, there is a C right now, but I'm just saying maybe they're not going to be called the Arlington Heights Bears. People have to understand that. Anybody who thinks otherwise. Now, uh, you sometimes like to come on here and just kind of make waves, whatever. I get what you're doing. Don't buy into it, Mark. Oh, man. I, I Don't buy feel, into it, Mark. Don't buy I into f- it. I felt naked at the end of that. I was like, I know what you're doing to me, Grody. Actually, part of me was like, okay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad he, he does understand sometimes that uh, I'm just poking the bear a little bit. Hey, what if – how about this, Sean? What if today when the new Bears CEO and President Kevin Warren speaks, as he will, and you'll hear live on the score – at noon, what if he does say, and you know, and finally we are considering the possibility 
of a once a year changing to the, you know, like they had to do special uniforms and stuff like that instead of the orange. We're going to do a special AH helmet to to commemorate. Just imagine if that did happen and Les Les was still alive. over in his grave. Yeah, he's like, they they should never change. I think it's stupid when they change the uniforms in the first place, let alone if they put an AH. That's not the Bears. I don't recognize it. I don't forget it. I mean, like all the things that it took less way to, like, for, forget it with the ballpark. Yeah, it sucks, and it's uh, uh, kind of embarrassing. There was never, I don't think in Les's mind, U.S. Cellular Field ever existed. I don't believe it did. Uh, I don't know where we were with Guaranteed Rate Field. Um, I don't even think he was comfortable saying Comiskey. It is not Comiskey. Comiskey is across the street. That's not the same place. Yeah. It sucks um, and it freebases. It does. So we we got a lot we got a lot to get to still in the four o'clock hour here on the score, including we'll bring in Mitch Rosen. Mitch Rosen's the boss around here, and uh, he, like all of us, has a very unique, interesting, and uh, relationship with Les, and one that needs to uh, d- get more detailed, which we will do with Mitch Rosen coming up, more of your calls as well. Mitch and I will both take your calls. It would be delightful. We talk to Mitch, and we take your calls at 312-644-6767. This is Score Overnight. Talking about Les Grobstein, I'm Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 